Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. No access today by way of the media. However, I love saying that. Marcus used to always say that. However, uh, you had a another complete breakdown on the Trey Biddy shuffle on the offensive line. Yeah, the shuffle continues. This is the first time that we've seen uh, actually uh, uh, Patrick Kudis at right tackle. You know, yesterday we were talking about guys moving around, and it's like uh, – uh, you know, everybody on the left side is staying on the left side, no matter how much they shuffle, and everybody on the right side stay on the right side. In fact, the only guy that had bounced between the first team on the left side to the right side was Brady Latham, and that changed yesterday with Patrick Kudis moving out to right tackle. Sam Pittman said that they recruited him originally to play tackle, and, you know, they've been working him at guard. I think part of that so they could move Brady Latham around a little bit, and uh, they worked him at center. Uh, we've seen him work him at center one day, and then we know that he worked at center also in the scrimmage. Uh, I think that's a, a bit of a concern center. I think they need to, to zero in on somebody who can, who can back up that spot behind Bo Limmer, uh, whether it's, you know, even if it's a starter uh, who can move into center and then require some shuffling around. But, uh, you know, uh, he's shown he's been able to do that. But they wanted to give him a good opportunity. Uh, to work at tackle. Uh, they weren't necessarily pleased with how things went in the scrimmage. Part of that was uh, the defensive ends really just coming after them, linebackers giving them some trouble. And part of that's also, you know, with them playing musical chairs on the offensive line. I mean, they've had nine practices. Seven of them have been open to us. There has not been a single duplicate combination <laughs> on the offensive line. Every single day it's been somebody different. Um, the guys that are you know, you feel starting to feel kind of like, okay, this guy may be locking things down. Obviously, Limmer and Latham, those two guys have started every single day. Limmer at center every day. Latham either at left guard, left tackle, or right tackle. Um, but the next guy is, you know, who you said has control, and that's uh, Devon Manuel at left tackle. He has started, I believe, of the seven we've seen, I think, he started five days at left tackle, so that's that's definitely notable when you know you're starting the majority there, and you know Kudis is is right there next with uh, you know with the Marion Harris, I believe. I think both those guys have had four days that they've been starters. Um, uh, Takias Crawford, I think, has three days, and so uh, you know you kind of start looking at that stuff and and saying, okay, well, I, I don't, I think it's. You'd love for five guys to pop out and say, you know, hey, I'm your starter. But I don't think it's the worst thing in the world right now to have eight guys saying, hey, I'm a starter. And that's kind of where they are right now. Trey, I've got a question for you. Um, yes. When, How you doing, when, hey, good. When, when KJ has gone out the last couple of years, it's like, okay, well, who's the backup? It's, you know, Malik Hornsby it was at times, Fortin. But do you feel like Jacoby Criswell that you're confident that he can get the job done if 
the unthinkable happens to KJ this year and he does have to miss significant time, maybe a game, two, three? Yeah, well, he missed two games last year. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. should have missed another one. Probably should have set out that Liberty game. And I do think that you have to feel a lot better where they are at backup quarterback because Malik Cornsby was an experiment. He had breathtaking speed. Mm-hmm. Um, he could throw it through a wall, but it was just inaccurate. And on top of being inaccurate, I think even bigger problem with being inaccurate was, uh, because he was accurate sometimes, was just he only threw it with one speed, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just didn't have that touch. I don't know if Jacoby has touch yet. You know, I haven't seen him that much. I've only seen him scrimmage a few plays here and there. Um, but he looks like he does. And he looks like, you know, when they're doing throwing drills and when they're throwing the wide receiver, it looks like really impressive velocity to me and a nice tight spiral. And Sam Pittman says these last couple of practices, the lights kind of come on for him a little bit and he's starting to get more consistent. I would love to see some scrimmage numbers uh, but unfortunately, we don't have, you know, what kind of completion percentage. We do know that it wasn't a great day for the quarterbacks because they didn't have very much time to throw. You know, we don't know uh, how well the defensive backs might have done because they didn't really have much work to do because the quarterbacks <laughs> didn't have much time to throw. So, right. Um, that would be like a concern, you know, right now is uh, can these guys get protected? I think they will. I think it's just a product of. Uh, messing around with the offensive line. But I like Jacoby. I think he's got really good legs. I think he throws the ball um, very, you know, very nicely, very tight, consistent spiral with a lot of velocity behind it. And I think they've upgraded that position uh, with with Jacoby on board. How's Malachi Singleton? Um, I got to believe, is he he a 100% healthy, Trey, because he had that season-ending injury to his knee last year at the high school level. Uh, how's Malachi look thus far? It was, wasn't it a broken leg? I think he broke his leg. Either that or it was something to do with uh, a ligament or something. I mean, it it, yeah. it cost him the year. Right. I don't think it was an ACL, but I, I'm thinking it was a, a fracture maybe. But uh, he looks fine out there to me. He looks maybe, um, you know, He's similar in size to Jacoby. He's probably not he, – Jacoby might have an inch on him or something like that. Uh, he might uh, have a little bit stockier build, but they're pretty similar. I, I would say uh, Jacoby, you know, probably throws with more velocity right now. Um, maybe have a little quicker feet, just barely. I mean, barely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, might, they, might be, they might be pretty even on feet, uh, but – uh, they're they're kind of similar style quarterbacks, really. Uh, it's just Malachi is a few years younger. Okay, very good. Um, in this offensive line shuffle, back to the offensive line for a moment. Trey, are you expecting this to go all the way now into fall camp? I mean, this is this is uh, what down to the last six or so practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those is going to be obviously the red-white game. So, it, do you think this might carry on into the fall? I believe it was Andrew Thomas that Pittman was talking about in 2017, where they had him at. Uh, I think. I think they had him at left tackle. I can't remember where they had him, but they had him at a different position, a tackle position or something. Then, um, then they had him at guard. 
because they decided he was one of their five best. And then two weeks before the season started, they moved him to right tackle. Um, so he had not even worked at right tackle, I believe, in, in camp, and he ends up being you know, a first-round draft pick. Uh, but that was two weeks before that 2017 season started where they went to the college football um, uh, championship game. So, yes, things can change. You can shuffle the offensive line uh, at any point. I think you'd feel more comfortable if all these reps and all these moves and, you know, switching around, you're getting video. I mean, they're videoing everything, and they're tracking every single thing. I think you'd feel better if they come out of spring and they're able to review all that stuff and say, okay, these are our five. I think that would be much more ideal than switching things around two weeks before. Although, you know, competition is going to continue in fall camp. But I think, you know, one thing I think is good about fall camp is, you know, you're not going to see players just quit the team and enter the transfer portal because the portal window doesn't open until December. You know, so if somebody's not happy with their spot, um, you know, you're not going to play football if you leave <laughs> anytime. So, uh, you know, I think that's uh, – I think that would be ideal. Again, they've got eight guys. I think that you you say, okay, these these eight are. It's going to be some common combination of these eight, unless they bring in another. I mean, numbers are they're at fourteen scholarship guys, so there's absolutely a possibility they could try to bring in another offensive lineman. You'd like to have at least fifteen minimum, and so um, they've got room to bring in more if they can find them. So yeah, uh, if I had to guess right now, if I had to guess at it. I mean, last week I had Latham at left tackle. I'm not so sure I have him there now with Manuel, you know, consistently playing there. And then with Kudis kicking out to right, because I feel like they, I feel like they have some real high hopes for Patrick Kudis and trying to find a, a place for him to go. But Lemmer at center, Latham at left, at left guard, Manuel, Manuel at left tackle, um, Braun at right guard, and maybe Kudis at right tackle. I think right tackle is probably right tackle and right guard are the most undecided, but I think that could be the way it shakes out. And there's still a Marion Harris who's going to have something to say. There's still Takias Crawford who's going to have something to say, uh, and probably a little bit to a lesser extent, uh, Andrew Shambly. Uh, Shambly's got a great future, just probably, you know, needs to cook a little bit more. Let's talk with Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, doing good. Trey, you know, watching some of the scrimmage, you know, what I've seen, who's number nine? Is he a, a tight end or a wide receiver? Because to the eye test, man, this kid looks really good. You're able you to know watch his name? the scrimmage? Yeah, you know, you get to watch some of it on Facebook. You know, they cut it up. You get you get oh, to see, yeah, you know. Yeah. Just the bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah, not the yeah, full, not the so full n- scrimmage. But you get... Number nine is Luke Haz. Yeah, the freshman tight end, six three two twenty six, a guy I think they'll do a lot of things with this year. I, I absolutely expect uh, Luke has to make an impact this season. Yeah, the kid looks really, really good. I mean, it's, give me, you know, you know anything else about him? You know, high school. I mean, what's what's this kid's yeah. number? Did he score a lot of touchdowns, or what do you know about oh, him? Yeah, I get off and appreciate it. Highly productive. At one point, he was thank you, Savage. At one point, he was ranked the number one prospect in the state of Oklahoma. I think when everything shook out, he finished uh, number three overall prospect in Oklahoma. He was a four-star recruit. Uh, he would be higher if he was, you know, an inch taller and ten pounds heavier or something. No, he if he were, if he hadn't made notice, he was going to Arkansas. He'd been rated oh, higher, right? You think that? You think that's it? Yeah. 
Got to be. Yeah, the Ar Arkansas bias. <laughs> 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 yeah. Meanwhile, Shamar Easter's shooting up the rankings. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think I think I do think the height hurt him a little bit because he, you know, he's he's the lightest, shortest tight end out there. It's not by a dramatic amount. I mean, almost everybody else is six four. Uh, Bax is six five, and has a six three. He's not your traditional inline tight end. I don't think that they're going to be asking him to do that. Although, don't let that fool you because he will pop you. I mean, I see him in drills and, uh, you know, and obviously out there practicing and, and thudding up and stuff. But I've seen him in drills and, I mean, he'll <laughs> he pops the pads, man. I mean, he, he's, got some, he's got some pop to him. So don't let that fool you. But I absolutely think, you know, you're going to see him you know, lined up in, you know, more of an H-back role, uh, split out wide. I think they'll do a lot of that with him. And, I mean, they've come out with two tight end sets quite a good bit. And so I think you'll see him in there on that. And, you know, sometimes he'll be, you know, closer to the ball. Other times he'll be split out. But he'll definitely have a role. All right, Trey, from our Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback, I'll start with Dylan. Dylan says, Trey, who do you think – uh, we have a shot at Air Noland, and do you think Walker White is all in on Auburn? I don't think Arkansas will stop with Walker White. I, I feel like he's, you know, pretty much made his decision that he's going to go to Auburn. Um, you know, it's a, it, I'd say it's a product of, you know, Arkansas having a new staff in, but Auburn also had a new staff in, you know, so... Um, I don't know that that's going to happen for Arkansas. Uh, I think if I had to guess right now on Air Nolan, I would maybe project Miami for him. Arkansas is one of his, uh, what, seven finalists. He's going to decide uh, just a few days. April 8th is his decision date. Um, but I think the guy that Arkansas ends up getting is, is uh, K.J. Jackson, who also wears number one, who is – about the same size as KJ Jefferson was, about six three three. Uh, excuse me, six three two fifteen in high school. The you know big difference is he's left-handed and KJ Jefferson's right-handed. Uh, but I think they end up uh, getting him. He's down to his two finalists are Arkansas and North Carolina, and I don't think it'll be too much longer before he makes a decision. He's also a four-star prospect. And he's it's kind of funny because I was looking at both of those guys the other day in their high school recruiting profiles and stuff, um, they are rated almost exactly the same, like right around 350 or so, um, you know, uh, you know, right on the cusp, four-star. They're both four-star prospects on 24-7 and on the composite. Uh, so I just found that kind of interesting. Same first name, similar last name. You know somebody, if he ends up coming to Arkansas, there'll be somebody in a few years that – you know, maybe not an Arkansas fan, but somebody who kind of casually follows it, you know, who'll say, man, it seems like that K.J. Jackson guy's been there forever. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, it'd be kind of cool to have another K.J., uh, K.J. Jackson, and not K.J. Jefferson this time. So, yeah, the only difference, you know, obviously, um, I, I don't know if K.J. if K.J. Jackson has quite the same wheels that K.J. Jefferson has. You know, Jefferson can scoot, but this kid threw for like, well over 4,000 yards in high school, you know. I mean, he's put up some prolific numbers. And uh, I believe he's from Alabama, 
he put up some prolific numbers uh, and like a ton of touchdowns and not a lot of interceptions. So he's a pretty prolific passer, but he can he can move. I don't know if he's quite the runner that KJ was in high school. Of course, KJ is not the thrower um, that KJ Jackson is. KJ, Je- I keep saying KJ. KJ Jefferson is not <laughs> was not the thrower in high school that KJ Jackson is in terms of mechanics and all of that. We'll be doing that forever and ever if he if KJ Jackson ends up at Arkansas. Mike says, ask Trey if he thinks Josh Street can make his way up the depth chart this year. I think that when the depth chart comes out, you'll see Josh Street as the backup center. But that's not how it works in game. You know, they'll have, um, usually you have a guy that's your backup interior, whether it's left guard, center, right guard, a guy that can play those spots or if you have to shuffle some players around, and then you have a swing tackle who's your backup. Usually it's just you know, seven players that are going to see the field on the offensive line. So a backup offensive line depth chart really doesn't mean a whole lot, but I think when it comes out and it's printed and you see it, I think there's a good chance Josh Street will be listed second. Is Bo Limmer right now, in your opinion, the most versatile lineman that Arkansas has right now? I don't remember Bo playing tackle. I, I think it would still have to go to Brady Latham. I mean, Latham doesn't practice center, but he does snap at least um, in pregame and uh, before practice. He does he snaps. But Latham has played literally left tackle, right tackle, left guard. I don't know if he's played right guard in a game, but it wouldn't surprise me if he has. Uh, but he's Latham's pretty versatile. Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of Hawksports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company. Trey Shep, 